Good afternoon, everyone. Or good morning. I don't think it's 12 o'clock yet. <laughs> good morning, everyone. Happy Sabbath, there. Praise the Lord to be here. I'm so happy to be here today for you to invite me again here. Um, we know that Jesus is coming soon. That's my theme. All the time, I always have to bring that to the Lord's people. I know you don't forget, but it's good to bring it up sometimes, right? Praise the Lord. He's coming soon. That's supposed to be joyful. That's good news. The best news. Jesus is coming. Praise God. You know, um, I have my testimony to share, but the Lord impressed on my mind. Whenever you're going to share your testimony, remind my people about their baptism vow. I hope you can hear me properly. Um, I'm not too loud or not too... So, okay. If you can't hear me, just tell me. And um, I'm saying, what does have to do with my, with my um, story? But then, you know, and what, what does I have to do with my testimony? I go to bed, I ask that question. I go to bed that night. I have a little tablet with me and my bed. And um, I didn't remember that I asked the Lord that question. Be careful what you ask God for, right? And I wake up in the morning. I was curious because I said, why God want me to talk about the baptism vow? Why he want me to talk about the spy? I only have to give my testimony, right? But no. I wake up and I, I tell you, brethren, I'll read what I saw a little in a couple of minutes on my tablets. It's so many things. Um, the Lord wants us to remember children of Israel. Same applied to us today, right? Anyway, in our baptism vow, it tells us about, remember now, I'm just bringing to you what God said to bring. Nothing I had. Um, first of all, we have the second coming of Christ. And I know that all of us here is studying our Bibles, right? And um, the second coming, we know that Satan will personate Christ before, he get, before Christ come, right? We know that. We all know as Seventh-day Adventists, oh, Jesus is going to come, right? His foot will never touch the earth and so-and-so will go. We all know that. So I won't go through because I'm not going to have time to go through all of them. I'm just pointing out three of our baptism vow. And please, when you go home, look over them. It's promises that you make to your God. So we got to remember those promises. The baptism vow. The second coming, we know how Christ will be coming back. Because, brethren, Satan will come before that to personate Christ. So remember that. Next one, the Sabbath. Remember now what Daniel says. Evil thing to change. Finish it for me. That's right. He's going to change it. He already began. The Sabbath changed to Sunday. We all know that seventh day is Saturday. Today. You are in the right place today. Praise the Lord for that. We know that he already changed that day, but it's not in force yet in Canada. So remember 
when that time comes, do not be a grasshopper. We got to stand up for Jesus. We gonna be a giant. The grasshopper is the, the wicked ones that will persecute us, but we are gonna be giants. Jesus is a giant. His children will be a giant. The next one, brethren, the sanctuary. We are to remember where Christ is now. We are to know where Christ is right now. We know that in 1844, where did Christ go? To the most holy place. And this day is in the most holy place. I have something to read. But... So we talk about our baptism vows. Keep in mind, this is it. I have only half of it. I have mine at home. But remember, when you go home, you've got to start study upon your baptism vow. Okay? Because, brethren, he who began a good work in you will be able. Philippians 1 and verse 6 will be able to keep you until the day of Jesus Christ. Your baptism vow is a promise to God. God make a promise to you, and he will fulfill it. So we got to keep our promises that we make with God at our baptism. I'm not going to spend a lot of time. I'm just reminding you about it, and I hope and pray that when the big tests come upon us, I'm not here to, to, to frighten anyone. I'm just trying to bring out what the Holy Spirit has impressed on my mind. Okay? That's the vow that we take. I'm going to leave it at that. I have a lot to cover. Now, we are going to spend a few minutes looking back at the scripture reading. If we can turn our Bibles to our scripture reading, in the meantime, I will read something here for you. I will not go through all of this because I have so much to cover. When you ask the Lord for something, brethren, I have pages upon pages to, to bring to you. But I'll give you where it's taken from and you can read it for yourself, okay? And if I don't remember to give you, because when I get excited, it may slip my mind. You can ask me for it, because I have all of them here, most of them here. It says that lessons to be learned from the life of Israel in the wilderness. The history of the wilderness life of Israel was chronicled for the benefit of the Israel of God to the close of time. When is the close of time? Now is the end time, brethren. Now is the end time. And this was written for us. So God knows what he's doing. He knows. Because he's coming soon and he wants Israel to wake up. So we got to wake up and, and, and do the things the Lord said. I know you're a hard worker in Belleville. I know that. But you know what, brethren? 
we cannot do too much. And we don't have no time to say, oh, I do enough. My time is finished. No, no, no. The time is finished when Jesus comes. Okay? We are alive and well. He gave us the energy. He gave us the strength to go forward and preach the gospel. Okay? So, I have all this to read, but I'm going to give you homework. You can read all of this. <laughs> I do not have the time to go through it. My story is going to take up time. And another page, it says, ancient instruct, instruction to be studied. The instruction given to Moses for ancient Israel with their sharp, rigid outlines are to be studied and obeyed by the people of God today. You see why the Lord put this on my tablet? Okay. God's covenant, our refuge, the covenant that God made with his people at Sinai is to be our refuge and defense. The Lord said to Moses, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob and tell them, tell the children, he have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you an eagle's wing, and brought unto myself, you unto myself. Now therefore, if he will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then he shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above the, all the people, for all the earth is mine. And he shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. Moses tell them, and an holy nation. I'm only going through a little. Cannot go through all. Now, as our scripture reading was saying, what did it say? Can someone look at it for me and remind us about our scripture reading? There was 10 spies, 12. Correct me. It's okay. You can correct me. I don't mind. I'm not perfect. <laughs> There was, God sent out 10 spies, right? And those 12 spies that goes out, out of those 12, two was positive. Two was standing on the promises of God. Only two. What do we say about that? We got to be very careful. The Lord shows a lot of signs to the children of Israel and to us today. Right? Didn't God tell us that the, the, the children of Israel to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord? Didn't he show a big sign back then? And many more many more and yet we know that God is a giant I know I serve a giant of a God not a grasshopper God the world is a grasshopper we are the giant we are standing on the promises of God don't let nobody tell you that you cannot possess the heavenly Canaan those ten spies were negative. They were very negative. You know what they said in Patriarch and Prophet? And the people who dwelt therein were strong 
And it would be impossible. Is there anything too hard for God? No. In Genesis, when God told um, Abraham that he was going to have a son, he laughed. In Genesis 17, verse 17, Abraham laughed. And in Genesis 18, verse 12, Sarah laughed. But there's nothing impossible for God, brethren. The Lord said that in, in Isaiah 49 and verse 25, what did he say? Anybody remember that promise? He will content with those who content with him and he will save our children. Those who have children here and the wayward gone, don't worry. Just pray. Believe. Believe, brethren. God will save your family. He is not a God of a killer. He's not a killer. God is in the saving business today. Back then, he saved the children of Israel. Now, he will save us and our families. Only trust him. And that's the reason why I'm getting to Caleb and Joshua. I don't have a lot of time to spend with them, but I just want to bring out this. Read on the 12th spy. Read it. In, in Numbers, and go to Patriarch and Prophet. Page 294 and 293. And if I'm wrong, I'll correct it later. Okay? And, you know, to conquer them. They also state that they had seen what they see their giant. What were they thinking about? They wasn't thinking about the giant God that they had. But they were looking at self. Self is our biggest enemy. We, when we look at self, brethren, we, we will fail. Because we cannot do nothing. This morning, if God didn't wake us up, you think we could get up? God is a giant. And he will always be a giant in our life if we have that faith in him and trust him. He come to save that which was lost. They said, they said, the giant, the son of Anak, there. And it was useless to think of possessing the land. It's not useless if they were only focusing on Christ. And if we focus on Christ, we will possess the land that Jesus gone to prepare for us. We will. Think of God. Have the faith like Caleb and Joshua, and we will succeed. Remember, when Sunday law pass, think about the Sabbath, that vow you make to keep it holy. Think about the giant God that we have that will bring us through. He's not sleeping. He's here with us now. God is here. The angels are here. You think if the angel wasn't here, we would be sitting here peacefully. Satan would be in, in here harassing us. And when we read 2 Kings 6, verse 16 and 17, and see, Elijah said, Open this young man's eyes. And he opened his eyes. The Lord opened that young man's eyes, and he see bands of angels around. If God could only open our eyes, brethren, you see this place filled with angels. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Now, the scene changed 
Hope and courage give place to cowardness. So that those 12 spies was coward. That's what it says. Despair and despite utter the sentiments of their unbelief, believing heart, which were filled with discouragement prompted by, you know who prompted them to disbelieve God? The enemy. He prompted us to disbelieve God. Many times we go through situations that God bring us through and yet we disbelieve God. Brethren, come on. Have the faith as Caleb and we cannot get the faith if we don't pray, organize in prayer, just like Jacob. What did Jacob did? Jacob wrestled with God all night until, you know what? He prevailed. The children of God today, I have so much reading. The children of God today, brethren, must be like Jacob. Must have that faith. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. We love Jesus, right? And we have more room for love. We love him. So when we believe in him, we know that. He will carry us through. He will. He will save our children. He will save our family. When Satan come to you and said, Oh, you know, I have a friend. I had a friend. I don't know where she is now. And she was so active in church. So active. And you know something? I dream saw her once. In church. And she was standing in the middle of the church. She had on full black. And I go to her and say, what, what about this dream? Why, why am I dreaming that you have on full black? What happened? And she said, Dorothy, I don't know. Because I thought she, she was so happy in church, doing all the work and everything. And then a couple of years after that, I go to a church. You will never know who this is because I'm not here to, you know. I go to a church. And I see this person come in the church. The same full black suit I saw her in is the same black she had on. And I said to her, what's going on? I don't see you come back to church or anything. She said, well, I'm not going to church anymore. I said, why? I think God gave up on me. I'm not going back. I pray for her. And I know that prayer will work because I know that lady we'll go back to church. We'll go back to God. And that's the reason why I'm saying, brethren, that Satan will try to tell us that we have um, giant there and we cannot possess heavenly, the heavenly Canaan. But he's a liar. He's a liar. And he will tell you anything just to get you to turn your back on God. Did God ever turn his back on us? He give us trials, yes. Because the trial is a reason why God give us trials. To keep us strong for the other tests. He don't hate us while he give us trial. He don't spend no time on rotten gold. You are good gold. You are precious in his sight. That's why you are here today. And that's why you are here praying for your family. All of us have someone out there. Friend, anybody. Even our enemies. We should be praying for, wanted to, want to see them in the kingdom of God. 
So they continue. And they continue. They let God out of the question. And act as though they must depend solely on the power of arms. What is arms? Maybe weapons and things, right? In their unbelief, they limit the power of God. And distrust the hand that had either to safely guide them. And they repeated their former errors of murmuring against Moses and Aaron. They said, this then is the end of our high hopes. They said, oh boy, this is the land we have traveled all the way from Egypt to possess. They accused their leader of deceiving the people and bringing trouble upon Israel. Now they're accusing Moses and Aaron and God. And God. Wow. He did not contradict what, um, this is um, one of them speaking now, Caleb speaking. He didn't contradict them. He said, already been said, the walls were high, yes, and the Canaanites strong. But God promised the land to Israel. Let us go up at once and possess it. Praise God for Caleb. And if you read underneath Sister White writing, what she says, Caleb faith, take him through. Joshua faith, take him through. Your faith will take you through. Your faith will take your family through. As long as you pray and claim the promise, Isaiah 49 verse 25, let it ring in our ears all day. He will content with us and he will save our children. As long as you give your heart to the Lord, you trust God, he will save your family. He will. And we're going to pray as we never pray before, brethren, so that God will save us, okay? Even those who hate us, I feel like I've been praying now for even those that hurt me. I said, Lord, no. She hurt me. But I'm not perfect. I want to see her in the kingdom too. And I prayed, you know. So, but God, God is able. He's able to save everyone that come unto him by faith. Praise God. So I'm going to wind up now. And there we saw the giants. Oh, I wish they did put their eyes on Christ and say, we saw God. <laughs> because God is a giant. The son of Anak, which come to the giant. And we were in our own sight as grasshopper. And so we were in their sight. <sighs> Praise God. These men have been entered upon a wrong course. Yeah, it was wrong. It's wrong to doubt God so much. If God says he's going to give you something, brethren, he will give you. He's not lying. He cannot lie. Stubbornly set themselves against, against Caleb and Joshua, against Moses and against God. So I'm going to stop there. But because of um, shortness of time, um, I'm going to I write down all the, the success of these two. And um, who prevailed in the end? The twelve spy did, the ten spy bring up the evil report. They die in the plague. They die. You don't hear nothing more about them. History, gone. But Joshua and Caleb, right? They, you can read it in all these. Deuteronomy, um, in chapter 14, 24, I'm 
you can get it after if you want this chapter. You can read up on Patriarch and Prophets and um, Patriot and so on, 389. They die in the plague, the ten evil spy. But Joshua and Caleb live still. And it says here, I'm just going to go through the, the, the verses. Deuteronomy 1, 36 to 38. And Joshua 6, verse 20, the wall of Jericho. Joshua bring it down. Joshua 10, verse 13 and 14, where Joshua let, let the sun, remember when he prayed and let the sun stand still and the moon stayed, right? That was Joshua. Joshua 14, 7 to 14. And Caleb, and, and Caleb lived until he was 85. And he said, I feel as as young as when I was as um, 40 years ago when I was bringing up those good reports and encouraging the people. He feel as young as that. And he, in the result of his faith, brethren, he get to possess all of those land. And you remember uh, when you read in Joshua, he said, uh, his daughter light off the house and, and come and said, I want to possess that land. And, and she and, and some other people went and possess that land that was um, in Joshua. Joshua 15, verse 14 to 20, Caleb family, yeah, possess the land. Um, yeah, Caleb family. We see Israel serve the Lord in Joshua days, all the days of his life, because of Joshua. Joshua 24, verse 31. Remember now, if you want these verses, I'll give you. Or you can look it up in, in Joshua, okay? Joshua led Israel all the days of his life. He led Israel and they follow God. So Joshua was a blessing in the end. Caleb was a blessing in the end. You see, brethren, where the two stand up for Jesus? Jesus never failed them. And he will never fail us today. If only we believe in God, God will take us through. Brethren, don't give up. It's too... You know, many times I go to my bed, and you know what I dream? I was barefoot in the public. I, wa I didn't have on any shoes. I looked down on my foot, but you know what? It was too late. I couldn't turn back to put on my shoes. So I said, Lord, what are you telling me? Too late to turn back. No. No, Bridget, it's too late to turn back. I, I know that you're not planning to turn back. But I, sometime back then, I felt like, oh, might as well give up. You know, and I show you in my testimony. That's what I was doing. I'm not ashamed to tell you because it's gone. <laughs> it passed and gone. So I'm not ashamed of it. Okay. So now I'm going to go to my testimony. In the summer... This was um, long ago. But you know something? I keep doubting God. And I keep saying that I can't do it, Lord. I don't have the gift. I'm not a pastor. Well, you want me to go up there and talk about testimony? I can't do it. And in, a, in um, 2011, the Lord impressed on me. No, 2010. And this was a quarterly that half of it come in. So I said, make an excuse. Now I said, I can't do it, God. It's in the quarterly already. I don't have to do it again. I was so glad. I didn't have to do it again. But then the Lord said, no. 
is half of it in the quarterly. You got to go and tell the people. I said, this happened a long time. This was 1988. I just got baptized. I was afraid. I couldn't go up there and do nothing. So I said, no. Now, um, the Lord impressed on my heart to give it from 2011. This is my maybe fourth time I'm giving this testimony. And I want you to listen to it very carefully because it's very important. I'm going to read something here that I usually read to begin. It says, battles are to be fought every day. Aren't we fighting a battle every day? If you, wasn't, if you didn't pray before you leave that house, maybe a car would hit us or some problem Satan would cause. A great warfare is going on and over every soul between the prince of darkness and the prince of life. That's why I tell you that this place is full with the angel of God. There is a great battle to be fought that the inhabitants of the world may be one of the great day of the Lord that the stronghold of the enemy may be entered and that all who love the Lord may be glorified gather under the bloodstained banner of Prince Emmanuel. But you are the, you are not to do the main fighting. See, we're not fighting over ourselves here. As God agents, you are to yield yourself to him that he may plan and direct and fight the battle for you. Isn't God good? Praise the Lord. We need, he deserves to be praised. Come on, brethren. When we are out there, oh, I'm going to party tonight. I'm so happy. Yeah? When we see that, um, when we see that Olympic, oh, that's my sport. I'm so happy. Come on, brethren. We are serving a great God, the, uni the God of the universe. The God that gives us bread, the God that gives us food. Everything comes from God. And we cannot praise him? Come on. Come on, come on, come on. As God agents, you are to yield yourself to him that he may plan and direct and fight the battle for you. Praise the Lord with your... He's not going to do it for you if you don't cooperate with him. He said, with your cooperation, he will fight that battle for you. He said, fight against them. The prince of life is at the head of his work. So he didn't leave the work for you alone. He is there with you, fighting with you. He is to be with you in your daily battle with self, that you may be true to principle, that passion, when warning for the mastery, may be subdued by the grace of Christ. That you come out more than conqueror through him that had loved us. Praise God, he's a giant. I serve a giant God. We serve a giant God. Jesus had been over the ground. He knows the power of every temptation. He knows just how to meet every emergency. Praise God. I wasn't, a, I wasn't ashamed to pray, to, to, to give all these. 
um, these people out there when I was in the world, I wasn't afraid to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to be afraid to praise the Lord. Okay. He knows just how to meet every emergency. How to guide you through every part of danger. Every part. Then why not trust him? Why not commit the keeping of your soul unto God? As unto God, as unto a faithful creator. I'll tell you where it found. I'll give you all these if you want it later. Okay, now my story begins, brethren. This was in the summer of 19, I think it was 1988. And, um, and as I said in 2011, that was when the time the Lord impressed me to do it. I was looking for job, employment. I couldn't find no work. Everywhere I go, you know what they said. I'll call you. You don't call me. I'll call you. I was so fed up of that. Two years I've been looking jobs. I have, I mean, my husband alone could never um, carry the house. We have a house just by the house. I couldn't get any job. People calling me, oh, go here. I was so fed up. So I was so angry with God. I was mad with him. If he was a person, maybe I'll punch him. <laughs> I was so angry, and I take my friend called and said, "Dorothy," I said, "Oh yeah, you know, they are taking on people down at in Mississauga, someplace. You want to go with me?" I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, again, again. I'm fed up. I'm, I don't, I don't want to go. I'm sick and tired of it." Anyway, I went. I, I was on the bus going to this job, and um, when I was in the bus, I was so angry. I tell you. I was mad with God. My heart was so, you know. And then, Virgin, I didn't know God's voice that much then. But this time, I realized it was him. I hear a voice in my ear said, Those that I love, I rebuke and chasten. Repent. Oh, my word. Now I get frightened. I was at the back of the bus. I run to the front, confused. I didn't know what to do. I said, oh God. I was shaking. Nobody noticed me anyway. Bus was full. And I go to the I, I, I go to the front. I was so confused. And then I had to go back and sit at the back. And I, I, I just say a prayer and I, I repent right there. I said, Lord, I'm so sorry. I'm so angry with you. But I hear your voice and I'm sorry. So I repent. Then I go to the job, and you know something? I do not know God is so loving. At the job interview, I met the supervisor. I can't call her name now because that's years, and I don't know where they are. And nobody knows where that place is. It closed down anyway. <laughs> so you don't know who I'm talking about, right? I go to this job, and it was, you know, those computer parts, those green parts in the computer that you put in. I don't know if they're using those again. But that's what we were doing in the 80s. Um, electronic work. Call it electro electronic assemblers. And we were soldering. I was, my job, with around five of us sitting here, five in this row, have our own desk, sitting, working. And um, the supervisor gave me a test. I never hold a soldering 
iron in my life. She gave me this test. And I think they maybe think that I was going to fail it. Anyway, I passed the test. I do not know how I passed it. I don't think it was me that passed that test, honestly. Because I never owned a, a soldering iron in my life. And I passed the test. I was surprised. So she, they take me for a liar because they said, Dorothy, you sure you hadn't been doing this work before? But I was laughing because I know it was God that doing it for me. And they don't and me. Everybody come, you sure you didn't do this? I think she's lying because this work is perfect. God do it for me. Praise the Lord. I will never cease to praise him. You have done wonderful things for me. You're going to see the rest of the story. Listen to the rest. So now, okay, we pass. I get the job. Every day I go in, I sit. They put me right beside the supervisor to sit down. I don't like that. Because she see everything you do. And she's the leader, right? So I was sitting beside her. And I have a tendency to sing all the time. You can ask my husband. I'm at home. I'm singing. Put on the tape for singing, TJ. You know. And I tell you. I um. But then, you know, the children were small. Sandra was the oldest one. She carried the house. <laughs> a little lady from she was a little girl she always like a woman she carried through the house she would prepare when I gone to work and she would prepare for the whole 12 people that come in 20 people I don't know how she do it but from she was a little girl she angled things just you know like a little lady and I could leave her home at the age of eight and things anyway so I get that job and um, I, I was I was singing so Cindy said to me, yes, I'm calling her right name. Sing, I usually sing hymns. She said to me, Dorothy, why are you so happy all the time? Every day you come, you're singing song. You're singing song. Why are you so happy? I'm not showing off now, Virgin. This is real thing I'm telling you. I don't have anything. And I don't, you know, I maybe forget some of the things. That's all. But this is real thing I'm telling you. And she said, you know, what makes you so happy? I said, Cindy, because I read the Bible and I talk to Jesus. She said, you know, Dorothy, I would like to have what you have. I said, you can have what I have, Cindy. You can have what I have. Yeah, praise the Lord, sister. And um, I said, you know what? Tomorrow, I'm going to bring in a Bible for you. You want a Bible? Oh, yes, I would love to have a Bible. So I bring the Bible in the other day. Cindy started to read the Bible now. That's my supervisor, right? And she, then she said, I want to be baptized. I would love to be baptized. I said, yeah, you can be baptized. And she's con she continued to study the Bible, but she have a husband there that was a drunkard. He don't like God, and he hate to see her read the Bible. So he started to beat her up. He beat her. And she come into work one day with tears in her eyes. I had to take her aside and pray for her. She said, Dirty, my husband is persecuting me. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I said, you know, Wendy, please, whatever you do, don't let go of Jesus. Don't stop reading the Bible because that's what Satan is trying to use him to do to you. Don't you give up on Jesus. Every day she come into work, there was a problem. 
And, uh, you know. We prayed. We prayed. And um, after we prayed, she get baptized. You know what, brethren? When one person baptized, angels rejoice, heaven rejoice. So I was listening for a praise the Lord. <laughs> you know that heaven rejoice? And we rejoicing with heaven, right? To praise the Lord. Anyway, she get baptized. And um, after that now, I really, she baptized into another church. Like it was a, a Sunday church. But you know what? Don't God have his people everywhere right now? Praise God. He have his people everywhere. Anyway, another worker, Cindy Part is finished. Now I'm going to another friend. Her name was Velma. And um, Velma started having Bible study. I asked Sister Mary to go with me um, to give this lady Bible study. I, I went there once and she requested to have more Bible study. But her husband was in the world and he didn't want to study. So she keep putting it off and said, I will wait until my husband is ready. At this time, her husband take a long time and she hold out. Anyway, we plan to go to the Bible study and look how Satan working now. There was another co-worker in that firm. They both never see eye to eye. They're both like two enemies. She was walking across and soon as Velma made that decision to study the Bible, she passed us and she said, if she's going to go to heaven, I will not be going to heaven. She stopped the Bible study. I talked to her. I said, you cannot let somebody keep your heart of God, heaven, kingdom. You got to take the Bible study and study. You know? And she said, okay, I will get my husband to study with me. Then after two weeks after that, that incident, she agreed to get more Bible studies. I was so happy. Praise the Lord again. Anyway, um, at the same Tuesday, we planned to go and give Velma that Bible study. Velma drop and die. I tell you, I'm not making up stories. Everything written down here. So that Bible study, cancel. But I believe that Velma already made that decision. And Velma will be in heaven because God baptized for her. When John baptized Jesus, he didn't need to baptize. Who do you think he baptized for? Us. But we don't have to wait until we cannot. Okay? So if we don't baptize now, make ace and baptize because... 
not everybody gonna get a chance so we need to get it right now with God if we're not baptized baptize what's it gonna take you have nothing to lose with Jesus he's a giant he will save us he will save our children no matter how you see the vile out there Jesus blood can set the vilest sinner free isn't he isn't he wonderful praise God praise God you may wonder why I don't my I, I remember most of these texts for the shortness of time but everything is in here oh, praise the Lord praise the Lord so that's the end of Velma story listen to the big one now the test that coming upon me now you listen to this I hope you're not sleeping are you sleeping we don't have any time to sleep, Virgin. It's only quarter past 12. I don't see nobody sleeping anyway. Later during the year, now is Christmas, right? Now is October. Or, I don't remember if it's the ending of October or, the, or November, but it's that time of year again. And um, I suppose the supervisor came I don't remember I, I, if I did mention about Sabbath. I didn't think I, I, I did, you know, mention to the supervisor that I don't work on Sabbath. Maybe I was so eager to get a job that it didn't, you know, our God maybe worked out that way. And uh, she said to me, Dorothy, everybody in this firm for the past so many years have to work for Saturday to get two weeks off in Christmas. Wow, that one knocked me. I said to her, I said, no, Barb. Oh, this woman, so, she, she was a giant in that place. Everybody afraid of Barb. But I was not afraid of Barb. I'm calling the right name because, the, you know. And she said to me, I said, Barb, I can't work on Saturday. I was glad to get the opportunity to tell her why. Because Saturday is the Bible Sabbath. I don't say it's my Sabbath because everybody in the whole world Sabbath, right? I said Saturday is the Bible Sabbath. I don't work on Saturday, Barb. But I will do any amount of Sunday instead. I'll come in on Sunday morning, work until whatever time you want me to work. She said to me, <laughs> there are other Adventists that work here and they never refuse to work on Saturdays. They all work on Saturdays. So what make you, Dorothy, think that you can come here and change things? She was like that. She acts as if she's a giant, but she don't know that I serve a giant God. Right? My God is a giant. Your God is a giant. The creator of the whole universe Wow. Anyway, brethren, get into the meat of this thing. Anyway, so I, I, I tell you, it take around two to three weeks because she said, okay, she said, this will never happen. Trust me, never, never. And she was so upset as if she was the owner. But nobody stand up to her. And I said to her, Barb, if God want me to get the Sabbath off, I will get it. 
if he then if he said no and you will fire me because I will not be coming in here working for a Sabbath because I'm a Seventh-day Adventist. I will not be a hypocrite. She looked at me and she said, you have to write a letter to the board. But I don't think they're going to accept it, Dorothy. She was so mad with me because she thinks that I think I'm special. <laughs> yes, I'm special. I'm a child of the king. I'm a giant. I'm a child of a giant. He's a spiritual giant, and God will bring me through this. And this two or three weeks, brethren, was one of my hardest time. It was between three to six hundred people. Not one was on my side. Anyway, I'm jumping ahead of myself. During the two weeks, yeah, I waited. I waited, I waited for answer. And then, after, you know, every night I, I go home, I, I feel like crying, I feel like rejoicing. But the people at work, they look at me as, I com as if I commit a big crime. Who cares, right? <laughs> Praise the Lord, right? No, no, I mean, you look, how many hundreds of people against you alone? You know, you're going to feel away. You know, sometimes the giant gone. And I feel sometimes, honestly, I feel like grasshopper sometimes. Because there are so many, there were so many of them against me. And it, I think, I said, God, am I doing the right thing? Why everybody is so, am I wrong? Why, why is everybody against me? And I, I, sometimes at night, you know, I would say, I wonder if I could just give in and just work. Don't she say some Seventh-day Adventist work? So it may be not that bad. Maybe I can work and no, who's going to know anyway? And I wrestle with that thing, man. I wrestle. I want to, I want to, I want to go to work and said, you know, um, Bob, I'll work. Sometimes I feel like that. But I thank God for a, a good husband and good family. Sandra and TJ, my other children, they, they they encouraged me, and, um, you know, I was encouraged by my family. We prayed a lot. I go to bed at night. Sometimes I wake up having a nightmare. You know, I, I wrestle with God. I wrestle with him. I said, God, remember now, I st I'm standing up for you. You will give me the strength. Because I tell the lady, I said, I, I said God, I tell Barb that God will see me true. So, Father, you cannot let me lose now. I cannot fail now because if you don't let me get the Sabbath, they're going to laugh me to scorn. But anyway, I was determined that I would quit anyway. <laughs> so, that two weeks gone, these, these things that this scripture reading come, one of them that come to my mind was Isaiah 43 and verse 2, what the Lord said, uh, when you walk through the fire, I will be with you. And um, in Isaiah, there's so much promises. Praise God. Praise God. I tell it, Virginia, it wasn't easy. But God is my giant. And God is your giant. Whatever you're going to go through, stand up for Jesus. Anyway, 
that was a good choice so far. Um, well, good choice. Then she come back now, and you could see the sadness in her face. Barb was looking so sad. Oh, Dorothy, they accept you. You, you can work all the Sundays that you want, and you get the, the Sabbath. I said, good, God, good, good, good. She was so mad. And then she said, but you have to work Sundays. She think that that's going to hurt me. <laughs> yeah, she's, you know, but you have to work Sundays. So I said, that's no problem, Barb. No problem. I don't know how I remember these names. It's so long ago. Not me, you know, it's Christ. So anyway, I started out on my Sunday journey. I had to go to work this Sunday morning. What I did, I was fasting. This girl, Brenda, she came to work around a couple of days before this. And we were talking. She was sitting right beside me. And we, we get, you know, friends. We, we became friends, and she, we were talking. So she, um, she, she was, we were talking about God and everything. So um, this Sunday morning I was fasting. I went into the, 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 the cafeteria to get a cup of hot water. When I go to the cafeteria to get that cup of hot water, um, Brenda was at my desk sitting down, and I, I left her because I was fasting. You know what happened? I will not lie. A hand, an unseen hand, just turned me around like this. And into a commanding voice, go back and sit at the desk with Brenda. Go back and talk to Brenda. I said, okay, Lord, okay, okay. I'll go. So I go back and I talk to Brenda. When I was talking to Brenda, Brenda said, you know what? I wasn't supposed to be here today. I start laughing. She said, I supposed to be at my home. I didn't supposed to work. The agency didn't send me here. What have I done? So I said, you know, Dirty, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call the agency and see if I can stay. And I pray. I said, Lord, please let her stay. So she stayed. She said, the agency says, okay. I said, is God make you here today? Anyway, I, I was talking to her. I tell her all about God and everything. She was living at that time with her boyfriend, her brother, three of them. And she said, you know, Dorothy, this is what I was waiting. It feel like I was having a empty vessel waiting for it to fill up. And you come and fill that vessel. So anyway, she, um, she, she said that she want Bible study. And she go, she, I sent two of my friends to, to give her a Bible study. She get the Bible study. I'm winding up now. This is my last. She get the Bible study. And she, um, Brenda, I witnessed her baptism. Three, all three of them were baptized. Isn't that praise the Lord? Heaven rejoice. So Brenda were baptized. She then get married. I also, T-Gent and myself, also went to her wedding. Isn't that lovely, Virgin? No. If I did, you know, get panic and just don't bother to um, stand up for that Sabbath, how many people maybe would be lost? So we praise the Lord for that. 
And um, I'm going to just read this for closing now. This is my last closing. Every man's work passes in review before God and is registered for faithfulness or unfaithfulness. Opposite each name is the book of heaven, is enter with terrible exactness, every work, every selfish act, every unfaithful duty, every secret sin, with every awful assembly. Heaven sent warning of reproof, neglected, wasted moment, unimproved opportunities, the influence exerted for good or for evil, with its far-reaching result, all are chronicled by the recording angel for the laws of God is the standard by which the character and life of men will be tested in the judgment. Says the wise man, fear God and keep his commandment, for this is the old duty of God for man. For God shall bring every work into judgment. Ecclesiastic 12, 13 and 14. And this is taken from Great Controversy, page 482. No, brethren, I know it's late, and I know you want to go home. But not 12.30 yet. You usually leave at 12.30, right? I have a couple minutes. Just maybe five more. I am going to uh, do an appeal today to you. You can stand where you are or you can come to the front. Let's have a word of prayer together. Let's ask God to be a giant in our life. Because as I just read, every name appear before God in judgment in the most holy place. So, I'm asking you, do you want to serve a word of prayer? I need to pray. You want to stand where you are, or you want to come to the front? We have a word of prayer. I'll meet you at the front. Oh, to Jesus Christ.